Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird oh Susie, i'm so happy to be here I'm officially retired. I'm officially retired. I don't even believe it. It's going to take a week or two to sink in. But, man, a feet has been taken off, lifted off my shoulders. So let's go and have some fun on the groom pod. Well, welcome to... Episode 397 of the Groom Pod, recorded on 123123, December 31st, 2023, in Snohomish, Washington, and Tucson, Arizona. This podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors Best Shot, Show Season, Precision Sharp, Groom More, and Stazco, and you guys. If you want to tip your podcasters, help Barbara with her journey, or just in general support the show, you can do so at our website, thegroompod.com. Click on the button that says support Barbara to support her or join us on Patreon for a subscription. And we're going to talk about hearing damage and we're going to review a product from Yves St. Bernard. What's it called? A Tommy H270. There you go. Well, this week, what's new is brought to you by Groomore Software. If you haven't found Groomore, you're missing out. Groomore is an all-in-one software solution for your grooming business. Whether you are a solo mobile groomer or manage several shops, Groomore has everything you need. 24-hour online booking and forms, routing, credit card processing, reminders, Google Calendar and QuickBooks integration, and so much more. And the best customer service anywhere. Shop mobile or house call, Groomore has you covered. And they're giving us a free month. Just enter GroomPod22 in the coupon code. So big week, huh? Oh, God, it's done. It is done. I want to tell you, it, it was such a moment. We had a day yesterday, our last day, that was so incredibly stressful. It made me really happy to walk away. Ever <laughs> <laughs> so much. Right? I groomed a um, Warfox Terrier young. He's like 13 months or something. He's horrible. <laughs> I had to tell the people. I love these people. I've been grooming their Warfox Terriers for like eight years. They're winter visitors. They're winter residents. And so... Every year, and we've always uh, clicked and gotten along together and all of that good stuff. And their older dog died, and they bought a young female, and then their second dog died, and they bought this puppy male that's just absolute. I just wish I could send him to you. 
Susie is so undoably distracted and wanting to leap off the table and knocking everything off the table and uh, not holding still and not letting you go put your hand over his head and not letting you use the clippers on his face and I'm not letting you do what you want to do and he's the most gorgeous Warflex Terrier I've had my hands on and that was just the second dog I did and I it it like took everything and then I had to plow through the rest of the day. Meanwhile, it, it was dogs barking at each other day. Oh. We hardly ever do that. In fact, that's what refocused my attention on the noise hazard that we're going to talk about later. So we had barking dogs. We had running out of product because, of course... Oh, we had shit in the cage. Same dog. <laughs> it was just a hard day. It's very despairing to me when I have a dog that I don't have time. I don't have time to go to square one with this wire fox. I mean, and I understand why some people refuse to do them. But they, these people have had this breed for years and years it's the only breed they've ever had so they've had sequential wire fox terriers and they've all been calmer than this one <laughs> they've all been in the normally calm terrier alertness kind of category this dog is just a wild man he has no focus at all he just goes from one thing to another he really needs to be an agility dog and get focused and all of that good stuff because he is off the wall. <laughs> and uh, I, mean, I had to tell him that he was one of the worst terriers I've ever worked on. Oh, yikes. <laughs> and then they, uh, they hugged me and told me how much fun it had been coming to me and, and what an incredible difference I made on their dogs. I have to brag that I did their two wire fox terriers and I did the best wire fox heads and faces that I've ever done on them in spite of that dog's. And you know what the difference was? The difference was that I took more hair off the muzzle and the sides of the muzzle. And and, and, and all of a sudden there it was the look. And I, I loved it. So it was a I loved it, but I was like totally stressed and deranged. I mean, I had him hooked up too. I had him hooked up, three-point hookup. If your passion is working with these kind of dogs, which is definitely my passion, you have to realize that some of their behavior just comes from who they are as a dog. And it varies quite a bit. And then there's the other component of the genetics of what they were bred to do. And then there's the environment they grew up in. And it's learning, environment, genetics, and self. Called Legs, Kim Brophy, the dog trainer. It's her deal. But it's interesting. There are people who get these dogs that are unwilling to help us help their dogs. So there comes a point in time where you just have to say no because you're just going to get hurt. And we can't have these dogs hurting Barbara Bird, period. It's just not okay. I'll tell you where I was in most danger. 
The dog is not a biter. He was a snarler. He would snarl. And I didn't get his right forepaw toenails clipped because he kept growling and acting shitty. And I just didn't have time for that. I had the dog on the table. He's totally distracted by everything he can hear, see, smell, whatever. And he he's lurching around my table. And Yvonne had gone for lunch. And... My last customer of the day came in with his three dogs. I had to go to the counter to let them in, and I couldn't leave this wild man on the table. No way. And there's no way. It had taken us minutes to get him hooked up in the restraints. I had to free him, and then, he, of course, he wanted to leap from the table. And then I had to take him in my arms, and he's looking over my shoulder, wanting to get to these dogs, and just thrashing around in my arms. And I'm 84 years old in three weeks. And it was a moment, you know, and I just was glad that I had sufficient upper body strength but that dog could have lurched me to the floor. It, that was not his intent. He has no intention because <laughs> he has no attention. He needs a special groomer. I explained that to them. I said, would you believe that he's been to three or four trainers in his 16 months? Yeah, I said, yeah, I can believe it because they teach sit. They're not teaching behavior on the grooming table. I said, you need to go to a groomer who is a behaviorist, or you need to get a behaviorist who is in the groomer. You need to get someone who's gonna work and have them work on grooming table behaviors. Yep. And then that groomer needs to just charge hourly and take the time and teach the dog because this dog's gonna have 14, 15 years of grooming ahead of it. And it's got to be taught. Somebody's got to teach it. He's very rewarding to groom. That's the deal. Grooming well-bred pets, which I know a lot of us don't get many of. None of us get, a, well, unless you're a show groomer, period. You're working on pretty sketchy representation. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that because I am not a show groomer. <laughs> so what else did you do? What else went on? Did you have cake? Did you toast at the end of the day? Did you do anything like that? No, sad to say. Oh, here's what happened to me. Friday, the day before the last day, I went to jump in my car and get to the shop, and I was late, and I had a dead fucking battery. Again, curse that battery. Yeah, I know. I got to look and see at my warranty if maybe that battery isn't still covered in warranty. Cause it, and Yvonne said, didn't you just go through this? And I said, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that was just like, oh, you're just a little bit stressed out about it being your next to the last day and all of that. Well, here, take a little more. You have a fucking dead battery. <laughs> go, girl. <laughs> crazy <laughs> it's a sign listen it's a sign it's a i'm doing the right thing at the right time that's what it's a sign of you know i'm so happy <laughs> i did it i ran my own business for 46 years and then we dried up well i celebrate you i celebrate this whole thing <laughs> and the closing of the shop and i'm not calling it retirement 
because we've got big plans for you. Yeah, I know. People are saying, well, you're going to go sit on the beach or something. I said, no, no beach sitting for me. (laughs) I'm going to be doing this, this, and this, and this. Lots of things. But the whole deal is I can create as little or as much work as I want to. Exactly. And that's such a blessing. And that blessing is from Lynn Gilson. We love Lynn. Yeah, I love Lynn. I cherish her friendship. I'm going to go live with her, and I've never met her. <laughs> She's awesome. You're going to love it. <laughs> am I brave or what? Yes. I am so proud of myself. I just like going with the feeling. <laughs> it just seems like perfectly fine to me. Lynn lives in South Carolina, but we are going to Georgia. We're going to Georgia, Barbara. We're going to the show season tent sale. Let me tell you all about it. Hey there, groomers. I'd like to invite you to join Barbara and I at the Grooming Sales Event of the Year. The show season tent sale is back. Meet us in Tucker, Georgia on March 7th, that's the day before groomed, for a day jam-packed with exciting giveaways, expert-led workshops, incredible networking, free food, and massive deals on grooming essentials from show season and Groomers Mall. Everything from shampoos and conditioners, colognes, shears, smocks, clippers, and more will be on sale, but you have to attend in person to unleash the savings. This is your chance to stock up for your salon, learn new skills to help your business thrive, and win free gifts upon entry, and have an unforgettable time mixing and mingling with other groomers who are just as passionate about pet care as you are. Show Season will be offering their biggest discounts of the year, including their popular buy three, get the fourth free deal on all gallons. If you're ready to sniff out the savings, lap up some learning, and have a barktastic time, get registered for free today. The 2024 Tent Sale registration link can be found in the GroomPod discussion group on Facebook. You can also find more information by following Show Season Animal Products on Facebook or sending an email to marketing at showseasongrooming.com. Can't wait to see you on March 7th at the Show Season Tent Sale. So I got new software for editing, Barbara, and it's nifty. And I like it. And even more importantly, I thought maybe I couldn't learn new things, but I can learn new things. I learned new things. It was exciting. I like it. It automates some of the fine detailing that I do to our podcast. Like, for instance, just here's nuts and bolts. When you cut out a phrase or word or sound, the entrance to that and the exit from that needs to be faded in and out. This does it all automatically. I don't have to do I just make the cut. It also transcribes the entire podcast into words. So if people are wanting the words, I think I can send them an entire transcript of the podcast. That's pretty cool. And you can edit it like a word processor. So if any of you guys out there are doing the podcast thing and would like to know about the software, feel free to DM me at Facebook and I will let you know. It's called Hindenburg and it's really neat and I'm very excited about it. So I had a nail trim fail. I have a Pomeranian with one eye who just wigs out when you try to touch his feet, just completely wigs out. And normally I can get a cone on him, but I couldn't get a cone on him this time. He kept flinging it off. So I had to send him home without doing his nails. I'm gonna do it differently, but it was too late. I had blown him out. There was no way I was gonna do it and not make a bad 
event for him. So I left his little toenails. I think that's the first time I've ever had to do that. I've planned to leave toenails before where we agree that it's better at the vet. Almost always when I have a dog that's bad with just his nails, I send them to the vet. The, the vet does many things that are deal breakers. I don't, I don't want to. You yeah. know, that's how I feel. I'm going to be grooming this dog for the next 10 years, and I don't want him to think of it as a battle. I would love to retrain him, and I'll continue to try to work on that. But for the most part, I don't want that relationship with him because he doesn't exactly like the whole process. And he's one of these dogs that has no neck, so there's no way to really keep anything on his head. It just, the muzzle comes off, the cone comes off, the loop comes off. It's an adventure. And then he's all teeth and he doesn't pull punches. Like, he's going for it. So, if he gets everything off, I'm stuck with him on the table just trying to hold him on there without getting bit in the face. But he's new to me. We're going to work through this. I have a towel at hand's grasp at almost in every spot where I hang out in the shop because you never know where you're going to have to throw a towel over it. What do you say, Barbara? Let's head on to our first appointment after we hear these messages. Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Sometimes life is so ironic. We had to take a break because my parrot was screaming at decibels way higher than 85 <laughs> in the background. <laughs> and we're going to cover hearing damage. So I'm going to pull up a little article, Barbara, that you wrote that we're going to share with our listeners. And let's talk about uh, the hearing dangers in the grooming shop and all that. So some of the things that are noisy in the grooming shop are like dogs barking and dryers and music and telephones and clipper vacs and shop vacs. And it is just generally an assault on our ears. Yeah, and people talk back and forth to each other over all of that noise. Yeah, and way back when, back in, I don't know, was it 2010 or something, you and I and a bunch of people on the Groom TNT list did a little experimentation with some noise equipment, some decibel meters. And now we have decibel meters on your phones. So if you download an app, you can tell the decibels of stuff. I'll tell you what really triggered my re-interest in this subject is that my Apple Watch has environmental noise warning so it comes up and says your noise level has been da 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 for greater than 10 minutes and your hearing is now in danger of being impaired 
and the the newest I watch on on these alerts, these health alerts that they have, they now have an explanation of why that's important. The heart rate now has an explanation. It takes your pulse rate, but it also explains why that's important, which I should have known. It would have been really nice to have that in January or February when I started having really high BPM, beats per minute. Yeah, definitely would have been a good idea to have that. So oftentimes we're exposed to this noise for a long period of time and you kind of get used to it. But that's not a good sign, is it? No, because getting used to it or accommodating to the noise is the, one of the first signs of hearing loss. It doesn't bother you anymore. That means there's a whole bunch of dead cells inside your inner ear there that are not, they can't come back. They're gone forever. Oh, so no way to fix it. There's no way to fix hearing. Other than electronically with hearing aids. Yeah, other than with hearing aids. There's no way you can rest a damaged ear and have it come back. Now, the good news is that actual hearing damage is slow and it's accumulative. So that's good news, bad news. The good news is that it builds from just a little bit, like only in conditions of war where you have an explosion next to yourself. Most of our experiences with hearing loss are gradual, slow, and none of it comes back. Once you've ruined the cells, they're dead in the water. Dead and gone. Here's a description of how hearing loss occurs. Noise literally wears out the ears. Sound travels as pulsing waves of air pressure. Those waves strike the eardrum and their vibrations travel through the bones of the middle ear to the inner ear or cochlea. The cochlea, approximately 30,000 hair-like protrusions, whoo, that's a lot, signal the auditory nerves to the brain. These hairs can recover from infrequent, brief exposures to intense noise, but if they're continually subjected to it like we are, they break down and no longer respond to the sound. The nerve fibers connected to the hair cells also degenerate, leaving the central nervous system less able to adapt to sound. The damage is cumulative and irreversible, although modern hearing aids can significantly improve hearing. Yeah, there it is right there. We get repeated exposure every day, all day long. But how much is too much? Over 85 decibels. 85 decibels we can tolerate for uh, like eight hours. 85 decibels is that threshold of exposure for a duration. But just a little bit higher, like 88 decibels, you can only do that for four hours before it starts wrecking your hearing. And our dryers, they're really loud, especially... The uh, Schoenbow dryer that I'm using, man, is that thing loud. That's another reason why this topic came up. Another reason why you're experiencing that is that you are in a small combined environment of smooth surfaces. And so there's this reflexive uh, sound that happens in a grooming trailer. And especially 
um, if you have hard, flat sides in their walls and no fabric, towels and carpeting and that help to muffle the sound. Read some more because I really like what I wrote in that article. I do too. It's really good. And we're going to share it with you guys. Don't worry. You don't have to take notes right now while you're working. You can actually get the notes from Barbara at the discussion group, facebook.com slash group slash the groom pod. All right. I'll read from the scale here a little bit. So 85 decibels for eight hours, but 88 decibels for only four hours. 91 decibels. You can have that for only two hours. Two hours 24-hour period. It's not just for daylight and after dark, it doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So no going out and rocking out in front of the speakers at the bar and not counting that too, because that's loud too. At 97 or 100 decibels, you've got like 15 to 30 minutes before you really reckon you're hearing in a 24-hour period. Now think about what we do at work. We're drying dogs for, well, if I do five dogs in a day, that's probably for me hand drying at the end of a high velocity dryer, well over an hour of drying, maybe two hours of drying, three hours of drying, actually physically holding that dryer hose at my head. So how do you tell if your noise situation is too bad? The National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health gives us Two ways to tell if you're in a damaging environment. The first one is if you are standing an arm's length away from someone and you have to raise your voice to talk to them. That's an indicator that you're in too noisy a situation. And the second one is if when you leave that situation, your ears feel dull or they're ringing or there's some noticeable difference in the way you're hearing, you are probably exposed to some hazardous environments. So... We did some testing many years ago, and here's what we found. The office environment with no appliances on was from 36 to 41.1 decibels. So that's like your average in your house noise, I would think, with nothing going on. The grooming shop with a swamp cooler only is 65 decibels. So that's already twice as loud as just a regular room. And that's just with the swamp cooler on. If you throw on the fans and the Sahara turbo dryer that Barbara had, 70 to 71 decibels. That's background noise to your day. That's going on all the time behind you when you're grooming. And if it's winter and if you've got a force dryer on, the turbo dryer's on, a whining Tibetan terrier in a cage, your decibels are 79.4 to 81.3. That whining dog really adds to the problem, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oftentimes, we don't think about that. So, yeah, the most significant noise, I think, is the high-velocity dryer. You agree with that? Right, and and the way that you use it can increase the decibel. So if you wave it instead of move it slowly, you get an increased noise level. If the dog has a whole lot of hair, you get a little less. (laughs) I never thought of that. The hair absorbs some of what's bouncing off the dog coming back at you. One of of the really screeching high levels is when you have a high velocity dryer with a 
cone nozzle and you are moving back and forth across your grooming post. Every one of those moves across that metal spikes the volume. Anytime the air is deflected, right? Right. And that includes the side of the dog. It includes the side of the dog. Yeah. And the K92 has always been notoriously one of the louder dryers. But if you use it with the open cuff, it's not so bad. It's like 80, 82, just with the cuff. If you add that small cone nozzle on, it can be 101 or 102 decibels. So if you're drawing a big, gigantic Malamute or something, you've got the cone nozzle on, you're really messing with your hearing. Here's some more decibels at the source for you guys. So a large fan, 70 decibels. A shop vac in the shop, 84. A shop vac in a mobile, 100 decibels. Just because of what you were saying, it's enclosed. And there's no absorbing towels on the wall. None of those sound squares or anything like that to take away any of it. It just bounces in there. The IVAC on a hand V canister was 70. Small box fans, 83. Sahara Turbo Dryer, 80. Ademco Arm Dryer, 78. Labe Lightning Clipper, just the clipper, nothing on it, 77. The Speed Feed Clipper, 71. Wall Tidbit, 73, and a Barking Bichon, 102. Once again, the dogs. The dogs are really loud. And it's not just us. It's the pets on our table. What can we do to mitigate that for the pets? Well, um, a lot of people just think it can put a cotton ball in the ears. And cotton balls do not reduce the decibels very much. So the happy hoodie does a little better job. And the happy hoodie with cotton balls um, are good. The problem with cotton balls, though, is that cotton balls push debris down into the rear of the ear canal. Where, you, where we're not cleaning, we can't, you know, you pretty much have to use a solvent to get it to come back out. So it's a good news, bad news kind of thing about adding the cotton balls to the uh, happy hoodie. They really help, though. As a person who studies behavior on the table, I can say that a lot of the dogs are just miserable with the assault on their ears as we're trying to dry their heads and their faces, not to mention just the overall deflection and noisy environment and all the other stressors. So if you've got a dog that's reacting badly to the dryer, think about it. Let's give them a break. Let's go to a lesser severe nozzle or just the cuff or use one of those brush dryers like Barbara and I have. Really nice little lightweight brush dryer. Yeah, here's a, just an observation. Yvonne can't understand why uh, she sees a dog that we groom driving uh, away from the shop and the dog's got its head out the window. And yet when the dog is on her table, he's like trying to get away from the air all the time and has to be restrained front and back. And she will tease the dog and say, I've seen you with your head in the wind. You can take this. But the wind in itself is not the same as a condensed um, air pressure from 
a cone dryer. Do you know what I'm saying? The wind is not as uh, noisy. It's not as high decibels. It's softer, even though it might not be much more gentle, depending on how fast your dad is driving. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's definitely a more passive source because it's a larger entity that's blowing on you. It's not just a little hose that's right up next to your face. I have full compassion for these dogs that don't want to let you force dry them or force dry them around the heads. And older dogs, you know, they have a more difficult time with noise problems than they would have had when they're young because they've lost hearing and they can't decipher the noise. They can't identify it. It's just horrible. And that's why they'll have a stress reaction um, because their ears are going, going, gone anyway. When you get hard of hearing, some tones come through really sharper. I can say this because I'm hard of hearing and I listen to the radio in the evening when I don't want to watch TV. And, uh, well, no, let's say, let's be honest. I cut the cable and I don't have TV anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We have to, we had to cut expenses there if I'm going to survive as a retired person. Where was I, Susie? Well, we were saying that the dogs are averse to this experience. It's a true freak out. Not when it's a puppy and it's biting at the air. That's different. But when it's an older dog that's having a wailing seizure, that's because it hurts like hell. And it's scary and they can't identify the source of the sound. And it's exaggerated by their loss of the filaments in their ears. And so that brilliant tone is more painful than ever. For those guys, a passive drying method. That's why I love my stationary salon, AKA shop, because I could have some wire crates and I could gently blow dry with Uh, fans that's how come I could measure the fan only thing and all the measure different size fans and stuff I love fans but I also have been grooming in Arizona southwest dry warm fans are not as fun when it's cold and you're blowing because then it forces the air against the skin and it feels cold have to be mindful of the dog's experience and and be compassionate about what they might be experiencing that they're averse to or afraid of. Yes, I will also put in a plug for a handheld dryer. The Yellow Bird by Conair is a good one. Andis also has one. I had one of the Andis ones kind of blow up on me, but I do have another one. It seems to be fine, so I'm still on the Andis bandwagon, I guess. But that way, in if you're in a mobile and you're dealing with senior pets or special needs pets, you can take your time, but remember to charge for your time. That's why I am an advocate for hourly charging. You don't have to tell the people you're charging hourly, but you need to keep in your mind how long it's taking you to do the groom so that you can adjust for a dog that needs to be handheld dried. Also, 
It's not just the dogs. It's us. We need to protect our hearing. And many, many years ago, when I moved into the trailer, I realized how loud it was. And I went to full-time hearing protection. I wear work tunes. And I'll put the link up on the Facebook group if you'd like. But I have Bluetooth. I can hear my phone when it rings. I can hear the dog panting or whining. And I can also hear podcasts like our own, The Traveling Groomers, all the good podcasts that are out there. I love to listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of them. Then half the day I listen to audiobooks, all with the benefit of having hearing protection on. Doesn't get much better than that. I think that's great because being solo in a mobile van, that's a really significant environment. That's no shit. I had a friend, a co-worker one time who quit the, we were both working for a traveling mobile grooming, and he quit that and went on his own uh, mobile, and he was so alone all of the time that he started talking to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Have podcasts and and radio or whatever. If you're spending a lot of time solo in a grooming mobile, because it keeps you from being overly reflective or paranoid. <laughs> I love my solo time. Yeah, I know. A little self reflection is a wonderful thing, but a lot can be uh, damaging. <laughs> Yes. Well, if you guys have foam earplugs, gun mufflers, and or Bluetooth headphones, just wear them. And I literally wear them all day long in my mobile. Oh, you know, Susie, I have been providing high-level earplugs for years. The same jar of them sitting back there. Nobody will use them. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen either Yvonne or Dave go for the earplugs, although I'm in the other room and I go for the earplugs, especially Dave, because he, well, here's the deal. Yvonne talks and cajoles the dogs all along. I get tired of hearing that, so I'll put in the earplugs. Dave waves the high-velocity dryer conozo back and forth really quickly. He thinks I taught him that. No. If I taught him, <laughs> change my mind later. You got to be careful with me because I change my mind. That's what we love about you. I learned things, and I learned that you need to move the nozzle, but not back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's more like back and forth and back and forth. Not back and forth and back and forth. That's just like to your ears. It's horrible. Even in the other room, I have a couple of pairs right at my grasp in my other room and I'll put those on and then I really can't hear the staff (laughs) calling to me. (laughs) Yvonne the other day tried to talk to me from the other room. She's in the other room at the other table. Okay, they're only about 10 feet apart, but there's a, a wall there and a gate. And then she's got her radio going and then she's forced trying a dog. And she's expecting me to hear her. (laughs) Well, she can hope. (laughs) 
sometimes I just pretend that I do, but I just don't, well, I just don't have the words for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just nod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> okay, so I guess the bottom line is protect your hearing and protect the dog's experience by protecting their hearing as well. Yeah, and my final thought on this, I'm making 2024 the year of the hearing aid. Oh, yay. I'm all for that. That'll make things even better on the groom pod, Barbara. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to survive to 95 like I think I might. I better get the year thing taken care of. All right. Top of the list. (laughs) (laughs) We want to welcome Randy and Cheryl Lowe from Precision Sharp and invite you to check out their website where you can see their newest precise cut shear called Lynx. It's a patented design featuring a thumb ring that slides the length of the handle for perfect ergonomic placement of your thumb. Slide it and lock it into position to get your best groom on. Check it out at precisionsharp.com. Exciting news, Barbara. We're both getting one each of the Lynx shear, and I know it's been sent, so I'm excited. So which one did you pick? I picked the straight, a small straight, because I think that's the one I'll get the most used out of. Seven inch or a six? A seven inch? Seven inch, I think. Maybe a six. I don't know. Whatever their shortest one, because that's the one I work the best with. And what did you choose? I chose the the chunkers with the thinner at the tip. That looks interesting. That's one of the most innovative things that I've seen. And it's interesting because I just was reading in Great Britain in in the UK that was a thinner with a smooth straight edge tip. So like the last half an inch or inch, three quarters of an inch, the last bit up there was like regular scissors. And the rest of the thing is all thinner. And he was saying that it was a worthless tool, but I'm thinking that's not any different than what I'm getting from Randy. It's just going to be a learning curve. I think that thinner straight edge would be cool. I could see a use for it. We don't always use the full length of the blade. We can easily adjust ourselves to using three quarters of the blade for one task and the tips for another. Yeah. You need the straight edge tips when you're making a smooth cut. So it'll just like right at the end. I like the idea with Randy's chunkers that you can get the speed and the progress that you get with chunkers. And yet you can like fine tune a little bit with the tips being thinner. Yeah. So the difference for those who are drawing a big question, but chunkers are widely spaced teeth that take out a lot of hair quickly and leave it kind of uh, a little rough. Although you can use uh, chunkers to smooth out mistakes that you've made in scissoring or clipping. Then The thinners are really more a finishing uh, tool and a shaping tool, and um, they leave a finer surface. 
I'm excited to hear how you do with them. And Barbara's going to report back to all of us. Right. As I am retiring, I'm getting these great scissors. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth is, people, I'll be living with Lynn, and Lynn has a home studio right there at the house. I'm sure I'll have my hands in some grooming. I'm sure you will, too, and maybe some teaching. Probably drive her crazy with wanting to do experiments or something like, okay, let's groom this one with these tools, and let's groom his brother with those tools and see what happens. That'll be fun. It'll be good. All right. Groomers, take your seats. It's time for Bee Birds Classroom. We're going to continue our dive into the Yves St. Bernard products, starting with the green caviar that we did a couple months ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. This week, we're doing a Tommy H270. I think that's how you say it. Barbara, tell us about this product. This is cool product. Yeah, so my first acquaintance with a, a Tommy H270 was that I spotted it at a trade show on the St. Bernard table. And it's the most gorgeous product I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like an eight ounce bottle, clear bottle. And on the top, about a little less than a third, it was pink. But not real opaque. I mean, it was kind of clear pink, right? And the bottom was teal blue. You know, that kind of slightly green blue. It's one of my favorite colors. Pink I love. And I love the combination of those two. I looked at that product and I thought, well, damn, yeah. And so it's called a Tommy Two-Phase. Two phase. It's a two phase, two phases. So in this case, a two phase product is where the oil ingredients are kept separated from the water-based ingredients. So usually in most of our products, there are emulsifiers that mix the oil-based Things like fragrance oils or essential oils or oil-based ingredients. And the emulsifiers just keep everything together for pretty much forever. If the product starts to separate, there's a problem. Something's broken down. But with a two-phase product, it's engineered especially to stay separated. And then the instructions are to shake well before for using and you mix all, everything all together and use it and then it drifts back into two phases now is that cool or what i love those old things where you put the oil in and the water and then you shook it up and it mixed all up so this is a product that looks like that that's cool and then it comes back and it's colored so it, it caught my attention and i just was really amazed and then in looking at the ingredients, I realized that, okay, the top pink part is going to be the oil-based part. And the lower part is the water-based. Well, let me just say one more thing before I get too technical. I loved how the product behaved because as a scissoring aid, 
it added a just a, enough body to not be stiff and can be worked well. You can like recomb it and everything. It, it didn't overly soften the coat. It just gave it a little bit of body so that you could do good sculpting and scissoring and lines and that kind of thing. And then it didn't feel artificial to the touch. So I really liked that. And it's also just a good top conditioning. It makes hair more youthful. They call it an equalizer. Yeah, it, it equalizes. It brings kind of limp hair back to life. That's another way of saying it. And it's just a really good product. But it's freaky to read the ingredients. And the reason that it's freaky is that the European Union protocol for in ingredient labeling requires the company to be very specific and very thorough, and everything must be listed in the order by volume that it appears in the bottle. Does that make sense? Well, what do we require? Nothing, right? Yeah, this ingredient list is very intimidating because as far as I can see, there's very little natural, I use the quotations, ingredients on there. It looks like a big chemical mix. It is a big chemical mix, but it's not very natural. And the natural ingredients by which the product is described in the marketing are the bamboo and the jojoba oils that are in the last, 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 even less than colorant volume in the product. So they're barely there. And yet they're marketed to be like the key ingredient. In truth, one of the key ingredients is up at the front of the list and it's called isohexadecane. I think I pronounced that right, isohexadecane. And what it is, it's a very chemical uh, compound, and it's used often in cosmetic and personal care products as an emollient, a solvent, and a texture enhancer. It's clear. And remember I told you that both these phases, even though they were colored, they were kind of clear. They were just semi-opaque. And um, it's a petroleum-based product, which that might freak you out. It's used in moisturizers, facial cleansers, anti-aging products, anyone uh, to improve the texture and spreadability of any product. And it's also used as a solvent. And, it, and that's why I think it's used as a solvent and a moisturizer and... Um, it's really a part of what is equalizing in the formula. So like, even though the bamboo and the so-called natural extracts are what are pumped and marketed as key, it's these chemicals that are really doing this fabulous job. So the price of the product was too much for me, or I would have used it forever. I really liked it. So that's what we can say about isohexadecane. You say it's petroleum-based. Is that something we need to be afraid of? 
Well, okay, I'll read you. They have a um, cover your ass statement here, okay? Okay. It says, isodehexacane is considered safe for use in cosmetic products when used as directed, and it has a low risk of skin irritation or sensitization. It is important to note that while isodehexacane is generally safe, some people may be sensitive to certain ingredients and may experience adverse reactions. If you experience any adverse reactions, stop using the product, hey, (laughs) (laughs) and seek medical attention if necessary. You find that on a lot of labels these days. It's a save your ass statement, and it's not meant to frighten you, but it, but it does. What are they not telling me that I should know is kind of thing. But when you look at the extent of this ingredient list, it's complete. It's as complete as an ingredient list can be. So I ha- I have to give it to uh, St. Bernard for that. St. Bernard, it would just be helpful if I could put pronounce their name more coolly. <laughs> I'm going with Eve's. Okay, is there anything else interesting in this mix or should we call it a day? Um, there, There is. That's enough for today. Thank Good. you. All right. Cool. Well, as we forge on to 2024, we're looking for exciting new things coming from the Groom Pod, including a contest that I'm working on and uh, hopefully some exciting news with Barbara moving around but most importantly come see us at the tent sale and we'll wander around groomed and who knows maybe we'll do a little private meet and greet somewhere if you guys want to come up and chat with us in the evening or something you never know what we've got planned but I know it's going to be fun thank you for supporting us thank you for supporting the sponsors and happy grooming everyone see you next week on the groom pod bye and I want to thank everybody on the Facebook group who sent me Best wishes and uh, good luck for my unfolding adventure. Excellent. Do we love them? We love them. We love them. We do. We love (laughs) y'all. Bye, everybody.